Oh my god, hello, hello. Hiya. It's been a while. It's been like a month almost. It's the 13th. When did I do the last episode? It was a while ago. The 19th of February? It's been basically a month. Gosh darn it. I don't even... I don't know where the time has gone. Where are the good times gone and where they would be, you know? Uh, I toss and I turn and I dream of what I need. Um, if I do math, it's three weeks because if it's the 19th now, I mean, I'm dating this for the 18th because it's 12.52. No, if it's the 13th, it's the 12th I'm dating this for. So it's 12.52 in the night, um, in the a.m., whatever. You know what I mean? How's life? How, how are you? Tell me about your day. Let's flip this the other way. Maybe you tell me about your day, listener, and me not tell you about my day. My day was quite boring. I'm not doing a lot. You know, I'm like, it's a mix of things, right? I'm, I'm back in New York. I've been back since, since uh, March 1st, I believe, was my flight here. Um, or the second, one of those days. No, no, March 1st was a Wednesday. I came back the Tuesday, so I came back February 28th. And uh, in the first week and a half was a hit. was amazing. I did a bunch of shit. I fucking, I did a, 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 a headshot shoot for a client, I, um, which I'm still, I'm still finishing up now, um, the editing and all that, but it's a, like corporate headshots for a client that could be a recurring thing. Um, I, I met up with a bunch of my friends. I went out to dinner with my mom and my sister and all that. I got a new tattoo. I like, I bought a bunch of shit to fix my computer up. I had to get two new hard drives to put in my computer and I did that. Um, so that's running, that's going well. Um, I, yeah. Um, the card game arrived. The fucking prototype for the card game arrived, and it looks pretty damn good. I don't like the material I went with. I got I got a I went with a linen box, a linen box material, and I don't like how it how it looks so much. It's kind of fine, but it feels kind of cheap, or it looks kind of cheapish. And I mean, I guess when I do the actual run with the with the manufacturer that I'm going to go with, Print Ninja, when I do that actual run, then it'll probably look better. But um, I, th- I mean, also, I, I wish that they would be willing to send a sample first before an order, before placing a full order with them, because I want to know what that's going to look like and what that's going to feel like, you know? But, um, because the worst thing, I mean, their minimum order quantity is 500, 500 units. And it's like, if I'm going to do that, like, that's a lot to order for a for a test you know so i don't know we'll see i i think i'll i'll end up calling them ahead of time but i brought that i brought the prototype the prototype is only 120 cards it's not a full deck of 300 it's 120 cards but i brought that prototype to my friend's party uh her birthday party we tested that out with a bunch of people it was a gosh darn hit everyone fucking loved it who played like i think about Seven or eight people played it. Or no, like six people played it and a couple people were just watching. 
and everyone who was watching or who was playing they're like yeah fucking this is awesome i'd i'd buy it i'm like oh amazing you'd buy it sweet so um i'm excited i'm i'm kind of excited about that um i want i got to take i want to take it out to more places to test with so i mean when i get some shmula um i'll probably just like go around to bars or like something and like i don't know i'll i'll figure i'll find places to test the game um the people who I don't know, you know? Like, I go to, like, a trivia night at a bar or something, and when the trivia night's done, then, like, when the, all the games and shit are done, then I'll just, like, walk around mingle and be like, hey, I have a card game. Who wants to test it out? You know, maybe I'll do that. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that's nice. That's fun. I'm no longer going to London, I don't think. My grandma, it seems... I don't understand what her priorities are. My grandma's going to a wedding in, in, in London, right? In uh, June. And and my dad was going to go, and myself and my sister, we were all going to go. I mean, we're not going to go to the wedding. We we're just going to go to London because my grandma wanted to go to London to, for this wedding. And my dad was like, hey, I haven't seen family in a while. And then he was like, y'all want to go? And we're like, yeah, of course we want to go. It's London. We've never been. So um, we all decided to go. We wanted to go. And then he decided to drop out uh because you know time and money and things and stresses and whatever uh like because he's supposed to go to well, actually i'm also going to grenada again in june uh end of june to like finish up final touch for the house and so i can create marketing materials and stuff for the website um or, or not for the website for the airbnb and I'll make a website for it, probably. Once it starts generating money, then I'll just take the money out of the account for the house um, to, to like, put towards Squarespace and making assets and doing things like that to make a, make a website for it. So, um, yeah, I, I... But my grandma, she's like, okay. Since so my dad dropped out, my sister's probably not going to go. Um... She asked me if I want to go, and she said she'll pay for my tickets and stuff. And I'm like, sure. And she asked me to look up tickets and prices and shit. Now, here's the issue, right? It's not a round trip for me. It's, I got to go from here to there, and then from there to Grenada, and then from Grenada back here. Okay? Now, prices around that time, it's Paris Fashion Week. We're going the week before Paris Fashion Week, right? So tickets in that area, London, Paris, are expensive, right? Because I imagine people fly into London because it's cheaper than flying directly into Paris for Paris Fashion Week. That's what I figure makes sense, right? Um, like, that's I mean, that's what I would do. I'd go into London and just, like, take the hour-long train into Paris. Um, it's not even an hour. It's, like, 45 minutes or so. It's really it's right there, you know? So... I figured, like, I'll check, uh, and my grandma was like, oh, well, and maybe we'll spend a couple days in Paris or something, and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at tickets, prices are goddamn crazy right now, and she is acting like I'm telling her the price of a fucking Netflix subscription, no, I'm telling her the prices of overpriced flights, you know, or in-demand flights. I can't even say overpriced. The prices are high because of whatever. And like $600 from here to there one way, right? 
round trip for her to go there and come back um, is like nine eighty. It's damn near a thousand dollars, okay? And that's just for her. And she's like, "Oh, okay, that's not bad. I thought it was gonna be like fifteen hundred bucks." I'm like, "It's goddamn. It's it's the it's London. A tip a ticket to go there usually doesn't usually like typically from here is like three fifty or so, sometimes less." Actually, sometimes you get a round trip for like 400 bucks and not like on some budget fucking airline, like on British Airways or whatever. You can, I, I found tickets like that before when I had like my big ass wanderlust phase where I couldn't do anything or go anywhere. That phase hasn't ended, but, <laughs> but like that entire thing, uh, that entire time a couple of years ago where I was just always looking at flights and things and like, where can I go? What can I do? And and not even just back then, even like when we first started talking about it a couple, a few weeks ago when I was still in Georgia, I looked at flights. So tickets weren't that expensive. So they shot up over the past couple of weeks because Paris Fashion Week, I, I figure, right? Um, so, yeah. Um, and then from there to Grenada, for me, that's another 500 bucks. No, 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 wrong. From here, from there to, from London to Grenada, that's a $700 ticket, right? And then from Grenada to New York, that's another 500 bucks, one way. So all the tickets are fucking crazy expensive, whatever. They're all like double what they're supposed to be. And, and she seems unbothered by this for whatever reason. I I know she's not rolling in it. I've seen her accounts. It's not, <laughs> you know, this is not the wise idea, especially when we're trying to get this house in Grenada off the ground, spending eight, what's my math? Like 1800 bucks on flights just for myself. $1,800 that could have paid for all the tiles for, for the house in Grenada or like all the floor um, uh, all the floors we're trying to replace, or like all this, that's a lot of money. Shit, give it to me, I'll fucking launch Fight Night right now. <laughs> I won't do that, that's a stupid idea, but like, it'll help, you know? 1800 bucks, that's, that's the entire weekend of marketing, uh, you know, marketing production, and like, and like, multiple copies of, 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 uh, of samples to give out to to people for, you know, for advertising and stuff, like paying influencers and paying stuff. Like, that's a lot of money, you know? If I had 1800 bucks right now, I'd be so... I mean, if I had 1800 bucks right now, I'd pay off my credit cards, which I don't think I am on track to do at all, you know? <laughs> I paid them off before I came here, and then I maxed one of them back the fuck up, you know? Um, so, that's annoying. Life is great, though. Um, once I got back here, I, I, my hinge addiction is gone, I think. You know? Like, I'm here, and I could date, theoretically. Even while I'm broke, I could. Like, I could just do coffee dates and shit. But I'm not... Um, Main reason being that it fucking sucks and no one is on there to date. They're just on there to match, <laughs> it seems. Um, or maybe I'm just completely undesirable. I don't know. Um, that's a joke, probably. 
I'm so I'm I'm not interested in dating. Really, I am. I am. I really am. I'm horny as fuck. It sucks. I, but like, the like that's not. But also that's like not the reason that I want to date. I don't want to date just to fuck. I just I I want to like find my person before I'm wealthy off this goddamn card game. Like I. <laughs> It, it, it'll be it'll be a sad day if I haven't found my person before I before I visibly have money because I will not be able to ever be a hundred percent certain that I'm loved for my for me and not the fact that I'm that I'm not broke anymore you know um so I have, but it's okay because I have a couple years, you know. I have a couple years before that, before that comes. So a couple years of lead time. Maybe I'll find one person who's stupid enough to be into me um, that I'm also into, and and uh, they're like, yeah, I don't care that you're poor. <laughs> I'm not poor. I'm amazing. I'm rich. I'm rich in life. You know. There are some riches that the flesh can't touch, you know? Um, what else? I'm 13 minutes in. I just finished The Last of Us. Today's Sunday. Oh, the Oscars were today as well. Who won? Let's see. Hold on. Before, uh, before I talk about The Last of Us, let's see who won. Who wins? Come on. Who wins Best Picture? Uh, duh, 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 duh. where the fuck is it? I could just Google it. Can't I? Oscars best picture 2023. Yep, we knew it, of course. Everything everywhere, all at once. Of course, that won. I knew it was gonna win. I absolutely knew it was gonna win. I like what else? I feel like nothing else could really compete. To be honest, Banshees of, of Inisherin was amazing, sure, but I don't think I, I, I didn't think that was competing. You know, this is gonna be a really interesting thing for the future, like the next few years. I want to see how the next few years of movies trend, like what gets greenlit, what's in production this year after the announcement that everything everywhere all at once is one. And, like, what studios are really looking to make, you know? Or what producers think are going to be those big hits, those big, like, low-budget but, like, major-impact movies. Um, Because Everything Everywhere had major impact. I think, here's the thing. Oh, well, A24, of course, are going to make a bunch of those fucking movies because they're amazing and they're going to do all that. But, like, I wonder if the big-budget studios are going to, like, take take that, uh, that take a, a take note of that at all you know like are they going to start are they going to start trusting creators more <laughs> really i really like that's kind of just it are they going to start trusting the artists that they hire more to like create wild crazy shit and trusting audiences to love it you know if, if everything everywhere all at once got the same amount of marketing as a movie like like Creed 3 or like whatever 
like all these other franchise movies that get all the crazy marketing dollars thrown to them or all the all the movies that are remakes or reboots or whatever like if 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 it got the same amount of marketing dollars i wonder how much the movie would have made opening weekend like it probably would have broke some records for movies of that budget because i mean the only other kinds of movies that that make that much money or that make a lot of money um on small budgets, like relatively small budgets, are horror movies. Those are like the biggest. Um, you t- they tend to they tend to have the most return in a way, right? Because horror movies are really cheap to produce, but they're also thrilling. So like the general audience kind of like I mean horror going audiences, but a lot of people love horror movies, right? So they tend to go see those, and they don't really have to be good. They just have to have a couple jump scares. They don't, you know. Like, the ones that are actually really, really good. Like, what's a good horror movie that I've watched recently? I haven't watched many. <laughs> I saw that shitty movie Smile. That was terrible. Um, I don't know, man. Anyway, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, wait, did uh, Michelle Yeoh win, win uh, Best uh, best Actress? My, my fucking one of my beautiful wives. Michelle Yeoh. I'm so... What's wrong with me? <laughs> All right. Winners and nominees. Let's see. Everything Everywhere for Best Picture. Best Actor. Brandon Fraser in The Whale. I need to watch that movie. I don't know where it is. I feel like I saw it somewhere recently. But, okay. Brandon Fraser in The Whale. Uh, that makes sense. But Colin Farrell in Banshee's Inner Sharon was amazing, so I don't know. But I guess I'll have to watch The Whale. I don't even know what the fuck it's about, um, which is the best way to go to it. Best Actress, Michelle Yeoh. Of course she did. You know? Absolutely, positively, of course she did. I saw Tar with Kate Blanchett the other day, and um, and I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. Mostly because Kate Blanchett was an incredible, obviously, just Kate Blanchett. She incredible performer for the movie. Like, great. She could have won uh, Best Actress if Michelle Yeoh wasn't in Everything Everywhere. She She's like second place, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, she's... The movie was really interesting because it was like they took all the negative traits of like toxic masculinity. They took a toxic no no they took a they took a um a generally let, let me remove the word toxic for now right because she's not an entirely toxic quote unquote character. They took a a tip typically successful male right. Like a male that's typically hyper successful, the kind that's normally tends to be hyper successful. They're disagreeable. They um they're very dedicated to their work. They whatever, and then they have like these vices that they indulge in, whether that's sex and like uh you know even if they're married, like they're cheating. And if they have assistants, they're like young hot assistants that they fuck with. And then um and then the way that they interface with their with their uh, colleagues and and subordinates is like very very uh, not necessarily very um, domineering, but like very 
yeah, I, I feel like domineering is is a good way to put it, actually. You know, um, basically, it is a movie about a chick who, who while being hyper successful and all this, um, she leads with her dick. <laughs> you know, she led with her dick, and it fucked up her life basically because she's not thinking. All the brain, all the intelligence and whatever drained out of her body and went into her giant member, her giant penis. And it drained all the, all the thoughts from her head and brought it to the other head. And that's how she went through, uh, her life in in this movie, you know, um, you know, how all of the things that that causes comes back to bite her at the very end. Is really interesting, but I think. But here's the thing, though. I wish they didn't treat it so much like a biopic, because that's what it felt like. If you haven't seen Tar, it's a movie about a about a a world renowned uh, composer, right? Like she's like a or like a a composer, a, a orchestra conductor, right? And um, yeah, I, the thing. And if you haven't seen it, I highly make, recommend you watch it. It's really good. It's like a psychological type of drama thing where she slowly goes a little crazy at, at the end. But it does. It's not really that much. They, I think they treated it way too close to real life, right? They didn't take enough liberties in the fact that it's a fucking movie, like based on a fictional character. But like, I'm watching the movie. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. But this feels like a biopic. Is this person, um, uh, what was her name? Something, t- uh, Isabella Tar? Some, something, something Tar. What? Um, I can't remember. Let me see. Lydia Tar? Lydia Tar. There we go. I remembered it a second before I saw it. I just looked it up. Um, I'm like, okay, is this lead character, Lydia Tar, a real person? Because this movie feels like everything about it is telling you that just is this is a biopic of her life or whatever. And like, this is like just talking, this is about a specific moment in her life, right? Not even a biopic because it doesn't start from when she's a kid and growing up and all that. It starts from a specific moment when she's like fucking 30 something or like maybe 40, I don't know. Um, And she's lived a life and she had this career and I'm like, okay, they're not show. they're not talking about her childhood at all. We're not seeing anything about that. I went into this movie blind. All I knew was that is about some composer. I I assumed that because of the the cover art, the poster. And yeah. <clears throat> I think I thought it I thought it was interesting. Um that they treated it so much like they didn't take so many deviations from real life in terms of like let's this let's, let's like crank the drama up to 10. You know, they didn't do that really at any point. You know? Like nothing felt dire at any point. There was no point where she had to like, like maneuver her way around something. It was a really, really slow burn, all the things that happened. And if you watch it, and it's a movie I'd watch again, if you watch it and you pay attention, you're like, okay, everything here is not just like laying out her character, but it's also being very specific about like, about like, this is how she feels about this, this phenomenon that's going on in her life or this, this, uh, not phenomenon, this, um, how do I put it? 
like even the way that she talks about music and the way she talks about like whatever it plays into the way that she is as like this domineering imposing like like almost obsessive hyper masculine figure you know um and masculine and hyper masculine to her detriment because it causes her fucking downfall obviously um but yeah, even all the way up to the end of the movie, I'm like, I don't, is this, how, is this like, like how, what happens here? <laughs> you know, like it, it's so, like this feels like a biopic. Like it, it felt, it, it felt like at the end of it, it was going to be like Lydia Tarr uh, fucking is still composing for, or still teaching a, you know, composers in different countries for, you know, since 2021 or whatever. And now in 2023, she's lives in Manhattan with her wife and, and daughter or some shit like that. I don't know. Like, I thought it was going to say something like that. Like, you know how at movies they, they put that at the end when it's a biopic. This, it didn't. And I'm like, okay, is this real or not? And I looked it up. It's not. So, um, in all the idea of whether that it was real or not would have went out the window is if they really cranked everything up to 10, like in the third act or something. But they really didn't. They cranked it up to like six, maybe. All the drama, all the conflicts, whatever. Like everything kind of crescendoed properly, but it didn't like have the feeling of a crescendo, you know, like a big dramatic finish. It kind of just like whimpered and farted and like, <laughs> you know. It kind of like whispered, mumbled something, farted, and like walked away, and then I left the theater because the movie was over, you know. Um. Anyway, I still recommend it though if you're if you want like a character study type of movie and like a, a kind of commentary. It's not really a commentary, but it has a bit of com- like social commentary in it as well, outside of like just the masculine, hyper masculine idea of of like success and career success and art and things but also like a little bit of of like of like uh racial commentary and like a little bit of like social justice commentary and like cancel culturally commentary a little bit of that nothing much it doesn't tease very much it's for i felt like it was a little bare bones but um i think her performance was incredible i think everyone's performance in the in the thing was pretty pretty damn good um, because they were really just acting as normal human beings, like really, really, really straightforward human whatevers, like not movie people, but human people, like, like strangers, like people who can't even act like this, you know what I mean? Um, versus The Last of Us, let's talk about The Last of Us. The Last of Us is crazy. <laughs> I am so happy I watched this thing. I mean, I knew I was going to, but, like, I'm so mad. Here's the thing. Bella Ramsey's not coming back for season two, she said. They, she said she doesn't feel right coming back for season two because she don't think she can bring the the ferocity of, like, because it's supposed to be a time skip, right? Um, Ten years in the future or so. Uh, Maybe not that long. Maybe a little less, but but Ellie's character, she's older. Everyone's older, obviously. It's, a, it's like a decade in the future. All the characters are older. And Ellie is 
more badass than she is in this season or in the first game or in part one of, of, of the last of us video game. So Bella Ramsey says not kind of back. She don't think she can portray the, the what's needed for that character for that side of the character, because like physically she's not that big. Um, she's already like 19 or 20 years old. So like the actress, I mean, and she won't be able to portray the, the being aged up that much because she won't age up that much really. Um, you know, she perpetually looks like she's 15 years old. <laughs> um, no amount of makeup's going to really change that at least not for a while. Um, so, which is a damn shame because she embodied this character perfectly. Like everything, I never played The Last of Us, but I watched some gameplay and I knew a bit about the character and whatever. And I knew a bit about the story, um, a decent bit about the story. And she just did it amazingly. And even in the stuff that's not in the game, like, or at least I don't think is in the game, like the, the whole mall episode um, with her for, with her best friend or whatever. And like the all these episodes, that, that all these pieces that aren't even in the game she like took those ran with it and made it like oh shit yep that's that's her girl that's her that's the character um she made her like she did an incredible job this show's gonna win some awards for sure for sure not even just for their performances i mean pedro pascal in oh my god chef's fucking kiss you know everyone in the show did an incredible job um and the cat and the crew like, dude, like, man, these, <sighs> so, oh, man, what should I say? What should I even fucking say? I'm so uncomfortable watching the prosthetics that they put on these fucking actors to play, to play zombies. Like, it's so creepy and so good. I watched it. They made a 30 minute. So at the end of every episode, they have like a five minute, like short, uh, doc thing on, on the episode, right? Like on the episode that, that just played. And then, so I watched basically all of those. I think, I think I missed one of them. But I watch all of those, and then, and then at the end of it, I just finish after I finish this, this season finale. Um, I also watched the. They made like a thirty-minute behind-the-scenes documentary with a bunch of new footage and things like that of like the overall process of making the making the 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 show, and the thing like the details that they go into, like. Even even how they designed, like not just taking it from the from the from the video game, but the way that they, they had they adapted the look of the zombies for real life, like how the fucking every stage of being infected and and how the the virus, um, how the virus like would alter someone's body over time and like have these tendrils and these mushrooms and these things coming out and where they would go and like they'd take a route down the body or whatever and like all the shit that's incredible and then the way that the the vfx department 
worked with the the costume design and and uh makeup and whatever like the prosthetics department and how they built the whole thing out the sets of course are fucking incredible they uh, man i don't know stunt team everyone they did a they did a great job location scouts then the location scouts this is the type of location scouts that i want because they found incredible landscapes to shoot things they made man here's the thing like even even watching um i don't understand one bit about vfx like that's what i realize and i'm gonna have to work with that eventually right but i don't understand really one bit about vfx because because the things that these guys do like i don't i don't understand how to shoot for vfx really well okay i mean i can't say that the way that they shoot landscapes and stuff in like real locations and whatever like you know obviously it's post apocalypse so there are a lot of things that are busted and broken down and shit like that like how do you as a director communicate with your set department the VFX department, like, who delegates what task to do what to set up the thing, right? Because if you need to have this skyscraper, like, cracked in half and fallen over, right? Obviously, this VFX. But then how do you coordinate? Like, that means, that means camera department, like, cinematographer, whatever, like, however you block the thing, you can't really shoot up if you're, if you're on a moving thing, like if you're if you have like a moving camera like you know someone shooting it handheld or they have it on a whatever it's going to be really difficult to like do tracking for a vfx background like an entirely vfx background i I don't i don't even know what i'm talking about i don't i don't know maybe maybe like once i end up working with people like that it'll it'll come i'll get it more but like, I understand how to do it with small things, right? Like, I understand, okay, VFX, just mask out this fucking, like, thing that's on the wall. Or, like, get rid of this AC unit that's, like, that's on, in the corner of the shot. We don't want that there. Like, I understand how to do those little things. Or understand, like, like um, I don't know. But, like, a lot of it I, I don't get. <laughs> um, which I should get, because I want to make, like, action sci-fi projects. You know? Um, anyway. Last of Us is great. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly fucking rec- recommend it. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, at, le- at least not yet. The episode just dropped, and I don't know who's listening to this. Apparently, like, th- I have 13 followers or something on this. Just from Spotify? That's weird. Y'all are weirdos. Fucking voyeuristic ass, stalking ass people. I love you all, whoever you are. Um, what else? Um, my friends and I started a podcast. Um, we did episode three the other day, a couple days ago. It's called Absurd. It had it. It's not out yet. We haven't put put it out yet. We're like putting out. We're gonna create a bulk of them um first and then put those out so that like we can we could be padded out for like a month or so we're gonna put out like once a week i guess and take some clips and put it to to socials and shit 
Um, but it's just a comedy podcast. We just like talk shit the entire time. What were we talking about the other day? We were talking about exercising your dick. <laughs> Which is really it's stupid. It's a stupid podcast. Don't listen to it. This podcast here is more educational than that one, even though we call that the educational podcast because we learn so much. We learn so much about life and uh, idiot. We're idiots. I don't know. We're really we we were talking about how uh, how Top Gun is mad gay in the first episode. Why we don't know, but like we made shit up. It's stupid. It's called absurd. So you'll I guess you'll see that. I'll 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 probably link it or something. Um in the description when it's when it's ready um so yeah creating a, a new podcast what else what, what else in my life i i was thinking i i've been playing forza again because i'm back here and i can <laughs> and um i unlocked a car that inspired an idea for a short project like a like a three episode mini mini series, um. That's in a world of projects that I've kind of started creating, like inadvertently. So, I think I've spoken here about lyric the thing about the Brit Bonger who fucking comes to the U.S. and tries to become a hitman and tries to find a job as a hitman, um. And uh, and I, I still want to create that. And uh, I won't go for that next year, but I think the year after I'll go for it. Um, and then I came up with Marked Men, the thing about the tattoo artist who, who has to like, who, who's, a, who's a tattoo artist for criminals and whatever. I still haven't figured out exactly the story I want to go with for that, but I think it's going to be something kind of similar to, to Last of Us-ish um, in terms of like, you know, it's about a guy, he had some loss, he lost like a son or a daughter or something way long ago, and it kind of broke him, and then now he has a chance to re, like, to save someone, you know, in that realm, like, he didn't do anything before, but now he has a chance to do something, so he has to do something, it's like one of those things, I want to, that's kind of, they do that all the fucking time, I want to make that a little bit more substantial, um, but I haven't figured that out yet, but I like the criminal world of I like making criminal criminal worlds. They're really fun for me. Like my favorite thing, obviously, is my passion project, The Frontier. It's creating the whole black market and how that works and how that interfaces with the U.S. government, civilians, and media, and all that. Like I love creating all that shit. And I think on a really small scale, what I really what I'd love to do is do the same thing with these and make this into a graphic novel uh, published like company thing right so lyric um marked men um potentially kill me i think i think i don't know if i mentioned kill me on here but it's about a chick who uh she's suicidal she's she's bored of life and passively suicidal and decides to send out a a a, a contract for for assassins to come and kill her right and she's like i'm just gonna see how long i can survive this that's the entire idea. And it's a fun, stupid, campy idea. And I love and I love that I came up with it and I wanna like make that I wanna I, I, I feel like having that be part of this world, this trifecta of kill me, marked man, lyric, 
would be really interesting. And I thought of another one the other day when I unlocked a car in Forza Horizon 5, right? Forza Horizon 5 takes place in Mexico, and I just unlocked a Subaru Brat. It's a, it's a 19... What year? I can't remember what year. Subaru Brat. Was that the 70s about? Yeah, it looks like a late 70s or early 80s Subaru truck. Okay, it pick up a small, light utility pickup truck sold in the U.S. from 1978 to 1987. So it's in that decade. It's a, it's a lightweight two-seater, or not, I, I mean, I guess four-seater technically, two-door lightweight um, pickup truck, kind of like the El Camino. Um, and... Or, or like, uh, if you're if you're Australian, I guess the fucking um, the the pursuit you no the um, the uh, what is it called? Oh my gosh, I can't remember it. What is it called? The Ford Falcon, not the Ford Falcon, the Ford um, something. Oh man, I can't remember cars right now. I can't remember any cars. <laughs> I don't know. Or like the Holden or HSV or like some one of those, but they they're like it's a it's like a car, right? It's a small thing. It looks like a Golf GTI, like from the nineteen seventies, and it had. But instead of having a back seat or two back seats, it's the back seat is just it's just a bed for 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 um carrying shit. It's a lightweight truck. I'm explaining this way too much. You have no idea. You At this point, you probably fucking looked the thing up already and I'm just explaining to someone who's like, okay, I get it. I already seen, I, I looked, I can see it right now. It's a Subaru Brat. It's right there. Anyway. <laughs> I'm manic. What the fuck is wrong with me? I haven't done this in a while. Um, so, the thing about, the thing about it is, is, uh, I'm, I got this car and, I'm like, okay, I like this car. This is really fun. It's a fun little off-roader, stupid little car to drive around, right? And and I you know, I took it to uh, one of my warehouses or like whatever in the game, and I and I did like some upgrades to it and like brought it up to like class like top of class B, so like 700 rank or something. And I did my little design. I made like a little kind of tropical-ish like Baja style design so it's like red with like the uh with the stock um vinyls on it that say brat like that that white stripe that goes up the side and then like a couple things like I put like uh leaf like palm leaves and like fucking uh you know it's uh like the sun mural shit on top and like a couple it doesn't look as corny as it sounds. It looks pretty fucking fun. It's like a nice, fun, little tropical whatever. I'm good at designing cars. I'll let you know that right now. I'm pretty damn good at it. If I wanted to make a career out of it, I probably could. Just, like, submit a bunch of shit from a... <laughs> I, I, I'd have to learn to draw first. But, you know, if I could do it all in Forza and just submit to racing companies and fucking automotive designers and shit, I'd be like, hey, look, I make libraries for cars. How's this look? Um... I get hired immediately. I, I'm pretty damn good at it. But um anyway, the everything I'm saying is I I did all that shit to it and I started driving it around and it has two seats in the bed of the truck that face backwards. They face out, right? So I mean they're outside of they're in the back there and whatever. And um 
And I'm like, hmm, this is an interesting layout for a truck. And I started driving around. I'm drifting in and out of like the back roads and shit. And I, I get into like one of the towns um, on the on the east side of the map, which is like a small beach resort town. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's like almost like Cabo kind of, I think. Um and I'm and I'm driving around and I'm like drifting in and out and I'm like getting on the on the sand and all this shit and I'm like hmm this would be an interesting truck for like a getaway drive like like car chase scene in Mexico you know this would be like a really interesting hero car to have and I'm like brat like it's a cool name too it's like a fuck it's like a it's like a like I don't even know how to explain it. Like the Subaru Brat. Like that's a that's like a perfect name for a hero car in a movie, you know. And I'm like, hmm. I wonder what could be made of this. So I'm like doing this. I'm drifting in and out. And I'm like, maybe. So I'm trying to think, what character would own this car, right? Like who is doing this? Who's doing this car chase? Who's driving away? Like what are they doing? Are they just escaping? And I'm like, no. Because I'm like, okay, they if they're just escaping, it would be more of a stoner car. But this is kind of a stoner car, but not really, you know? Because it's a truck. So it, it feels more utility. It feels more like it has a purpose. Like it does something. It's not some... Whoever owns it, they need it be, not just to be a stoner car, but just because, like, maybe they are a bank robber. Maybe they are... Maybe they deliver shit. Maybe they do... Like, maybe they do something, Right? And, and I'm like, okay, how, who, like, I, I, I started going out the thread of like, okay, bank robber. I like that idea. And I was like, maybe not bank robber. Maybe they don't rob banks. They're only getaway drivers. That's their specialty. Whoever this person is, they're a getaway driver. And I'm like, okay, getaway driver is cool. Wait, maybe it's two people because it's a two-seater, Right. And and it has the two seats in the back of the truck facing out, um, exposed to everything, mind you, like exposed to the elements, like they could get shot if they're sitting in the back of it, like it's super open, right? And I'm like, it'd be interesting if they're like, nah, we're getaway drivers, um, and whoever ro- whoever we're trying to like, if you're if you rob the bank or whatever, you have to sit in the back of the thing. Like, whoever you are, you have to sit back there because, um, like, and I, I don't know why. I, don't, I haven't thought that far of, like, why they'd make the. I guess because it's two of them and there's only two seats in the front. Like, why not get a car that could accommodate four people, you know, without, without them getting shot or something. But, like, it's an interesting idea of, like, having two people who they're not exactly... Just like Lyric, they're not, like, at the top of the game of, like, oh, we're the fucking, like, we're working on multi-million dollar contracts, and, like, our clients are the big wigs in the world, and we're getting flown around to places to, like, help with heists and shit. It's like, no, they're local, they're small time, and they're kind of, they're great at their job. Like, they're great at driving and getting away and doing these things and, like, dealing with all that, but, but, like, they're kind of goofballs. They're kind of like idiots. They, uh, and like, they can't, they can't do more than this little brat truck they have. Right. 
So I, th I thought it would be interesting to like, okay, so who are the two idiots that own this, that own this thing and they, they rob, uh, or they don't rob banks, but they, they're getaway drivers for like heists and, and criminals and shit. They're like, they just get away drivers. They don't, they don't do anything otherwise. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe they're siblings. I'm like, okay, what kind of siblings? Are they twins? Are they, is it brother and brother? Is it sister, sister? Is it brother, sister? And I'm like, okay, brother, sister sounds, brother and sister sounds cool. And I was like, wait, brat would be a cool name for the sister. Brat. Like they just, like that's her nickname. You know, like she has a normal, she has like a name. Her name is like Marissa or fucking Tomei. <laughs> Why am I thinking of Marissa or Tomei? She wouldn't be a good role. Uh, she would not be a good fit for the role. But like, her name is like something, right? But like, Brat, that's what, that's what we call her, okay? I'm like, okay, if she has a nickname, what's the brother's nickname? We have to figure out something. And the only thing I settle on is dog right now. But I think that sounds pretty sick. I was going through a few things. I was like, there's dog, there's, there's there's rex there's like i wanted something a little bit more like like i want something that has the the attitude of brat you know a little gruffer though like not as not as what was the word not not as uh performative i think and i i want i i think so far i'm thinking of dog so dog and brat or brat and dog. I think those are, I think I love that, right? And I'm like, okay, brat owns the car. This is her car. And it's a Subaru brat. It happens to be a Subaru brat. And that's why people call her brat because she has that shit. And she's a little bit bratty. She's a little bit like fucking, you know? And I'm like, okay, how do I want the ages to be? And I'm like, okay, is it young, uh, younger brother, older sister? Yes, that's it. Because I think younger sister, older brother makes, uh, being an older brother at myself, I find it difficult putting a little sister in harm's way. Like in any scenario, and I've noticed this throughout all of my writing. Like in The Frontier, the main character and the, and the two main, two of the main characters, they're brothers and they have, they both have a little sister and I can't imagine at any point them wanting her to go into combat. And I don't think I'm ever going to write it that way. Like, even from the very first episode, the main character is very protective of his little sister. Even though she's not really in danger, he protects everything about her. Her emotions, her feelings, like, um, feelings and emotions, same fucking thing, genius. <laughs> um, you know, he's protecting her, her, like, everything, right? And I'm like... And I'm thinking of another another pair of characters. It's older sister, younger brother, and they're both going into combat, right? And the older sister is protective of the younger brother, but not in a way where it's like, no, you can't go do this. It's like, no, we'll go do this, but I have your back. You know, it's that kind of thing. Because it feels, in a way, like when I think of uh, the way dynamics work for like siblings, generally, um, where there's with the younger and the older and younger dynamic, if the younger one's a dude, the older one will follow them into battle if they think it's justified, right? 
But if the younger one's a girl, the older one's not going to do that. The older one's going to be like, no, don't do this shit. This is not the right move. Or even if it's the right move, you're not the person to take this, to do this. I feel like male or female, or even like parent to kid. Like if it's a girl who's going to deal with something, right? Like I think of my my little sister versus me. Like I remember my dad we uh, uh, years ago, um, um, his ex's daughter uh, caught, caught her boyfriend cheating or something like that. And then they broke up and it was like this big thing and she was depressed for a while and all that. And then my dad was talking to us about it and he was like, um, and he was like, this is why I don't want y'all to date because I don't want you to have to go through all that before you're, you're before, I don't want you guys to have to go through the cheating and all that stuff. You're just like find a good person after school and after college and wait for that. And I'm like, and he told her that mainly he didn't, but they both my, they, no one gives a shit about that for me. They're like, oh yeah, no, you're a dude fucking sow, sow your wild oats, whatever people say, <laughs> you know? But with my sister, it's like, we were protective of her, even if she's justified and be like, no, I want to go date. Why the, why the fuck should, shouldn't I experience this? Yeah, that's a risk of something happening, but like, I'm not going to die by it, right? And I feel like we take that up with every, with most things. When there's an older sister, little brother um, dynamic, it's like the older sister is like protective, but also supportive in going out to do things that could be dangerous versus the other way around is less so, right? So I thought, so for Dog and Brat, I'm like, okay, Dog and Brat's such a fucking sick name for me. I, I, I like them so, so far. If I think of a different name for Dog, I'll, I'll change it, but I like Brat. And also the names have to go together because I think I'm just going to call them, call whatever media I create from these two characters, I'm just going to call it Dog and Brat like the dog and brat series or the brat and dog series or some shit like that, you know, name and name. This is super, super easy. And, um, and I thought it would be interesting if it was like, okay, maybe dog has a daughter or some, or a, a kid, right? Dog has a dog has a, has a child and he's the younger one and brat doesn't have any kids. And, they both raise the kid like almost like well not like mother and father but more like like father and auntie right um but though i guess to the kid it's basically her mom in a way and i'm like okay how do i make a fun but deep action like stupid movie out of this like, how do I go the everywhere, everything all at once route of, like, making something that's really, really bombastic and fun and funny and cutting and witty and, like, all this, but also make it, like, really, really deep and heavy? And I still haven't figured that out. Because the thing that movies like Everywhere, Everything Everywhere have, the thing that that movie specifically has is this weird, fantastical element of... of you know, interdimensional hopping and multiverse shenanigans and magic and fucking kung fu and all this crazy shit, right? And I mean, kung fu isn't that crazy, but like it has all these sci-fi elements to it. And I don't want to bring all of those sci-fi elements because I like, like I I would like the challenge of doing something crazy like that, but I think I want to keep this more grounded because I kind of want to bring it into 
like I said, the whole lyric, marked men, and kill me territory of like, oh, these could all be an interconnected world. I even thought it'd be interesting to have lyric show up as a character in the Dog and Brat comics or like in one of the episodes of a three-part miniseries or something. And I thought three-part miniseries because I'm like, I, I could try to figure out a short about it, but it's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do action shorts. Like it's really, really difficult to do action shorts, especially for, especially to like create that, that level of depth of character and like depth of, uh, of storytelling with characters that are supposed to be funny and comedic and like whatever. Right. Um, anyway, I don't know what image came to your head when I thought of, when I said the names dog and brat, but what I'm thinking of is like dog is like, he's younger, but he's big, right? Like they're both adults, right? They're both in their twenties, thirties, something like that. And dog is like 27, 28 or so. He's this thick, thick cut, dark skinned dude, right? Like he, like he's got some meat on him, you know. But he's a dri- he's a driver. He's a fucking getaway driver. So he's like, and he, so he's strong, but he's like, and he's built, but it's like all hidden under like a a layer of of thickness in him, right? And like, he's got a strong jawline, and he wears his hat backwards, and he's like a a and. And they live in Mexico or something. They live kind of there. So like he's in a wife beater and like in swim trunks and and he's just chilling most of the time, right? And then and then Brat is like same height, but thinner, leaner. She's stronger because she's a woman and she so she's gonna have to be like better built for to live in this world of like criminality or whatever. Um, but like she's a little lighter skinned. And her hair's all out and frizzy, and she like, uh, and she's got tattoos up her uh, up her arms and 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 shit, and like, and she wears like these uh you know those uh those um shades those like stupid shades that that have the slits across them like they're not even shades they're just glasses but they don't have they're just like the slits so you can't really see shit they're like visors or whatever visor or shade I don't know what to call them right. And they're like some bright color, like neon purple or green or something. And she wears those like half the time where she carries it around. Like I think, and she's like maybe 30 or so. And these two characters, they're just, they're a unit, you know? They hate each other's guts, but they love each other because they're family. And I'm wondering if I want to go the adopted family route or not. I'm thinking maybe not adopted family, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's. It's coming together slowly. I'm thinking about it over time, like as as time goes on. Um, But I only just started on it yesterday, like thinking of it. I haven't written anything down, really. I've written down like the names um, while I was trying to figure them out. But uh, anyway, that's that idea. I have less than a minute left here. (laughs) So, oh no, I have a little over a minute. And three, two... Now it's less than a minute. Um, I don't know why I did that. Um, I think that's all. Uh, this felt good. I haven't done this in a while. It really did feel good. It was one fifty one, and I got to piss and go to bed. So, good night.